Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey friends, and welcome back for season three of Quit Your Day Job. I am your host, Alicia Fernandez-Miranda. In this podcast, you'll learn all about the fascinating jobs that people do, some that you might never have even heard of, as you contemplate your own personal and professional future. I started this podcast because I've always been fascinated by jobs. I even quit my own day job to spend a year as an intern. You can read all about it in my new book, My What If Year. It comes out on February 7th, and you can pre-order it right now, everywhere books are sold, or head over to my website, aliciafmiranda.com, for more information. Go ahead, I'll wait. In these times of quiet quitting and great resignations and loud quitting or whatever, I think more people than ever want to follow their passions. Everyone on this podcast has, and I encourage you to do the same. So I do a lot of these interviews, and it's not often that I hear about a job that I didn't know was a real job, but that's exactly what happened when I first met today's guest. I am super excited to share this episode with you. I am interviewing Lauren LaDouceur. Lauren is a full-time content creator and planning expert who lives in NYC. She works on developing systems to architect a more fulfilling and organized life, all while evolving as a creator. If you don't know what any of those words mean, that's fine, because Lauren explains it beautifully in this episode, and I really hope you enjoy listening to her and maybe thinking about your own content journey while you do. Lauren, welcome to Quit Your Day Job. I am so glad you are here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It feels like we were just at Alt Summit, just like bumping into each other. You were fresh off of a flight and you just happened to sit next down, sit down next to me, which, and now we're here. I like literally took a taxi directly from the airport. I changed in the bathroom of the plane. I got down to this dinner and everyone's introducing themselves. And I'm like, what do you do? And Lauren said, I am a content creator and I am your type A BFF. And I was like, explain it all to me. I am fascinated. And I immediately was like, I know we just met, but I think you have to be on my podcast. So I'm so, I'm just so happy that you are here and that you're with us. And I have so many questions, but the first thing we're going to do is have a quick round of this or that as a social media savvy person, you'll be very familiar with this game. And some, I I see my first question is like this or this or that, or (laughs) it's actually three things, but we're just going to roll with it. Are you ready for your warm up? Let's do it. Okay. First question Instagram or TikTok or YouTube? Oh, uh, that is hard. That is hard because my first my first answer was TikTok, but I don't know my my final answer might be YouTube. <laughs> I think in the the long game, and I think in brand building, and I think in establishing connection with your audience, long form content, baby. All right, okay. I know YouTube. that's not okay. You you came out with a hot question. On I did. The first one. I did. Okay. Number two is easy. Spring or fall? Fall. 
I saw you had like a fall reset, which I thought was interesting because you don't always think of fall as time to reset. But I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, I think the fall, I mean, okay, so selfishly, I live in New York and fall in New York, I always say is the reason, the only reason why I live in New York is for fall. The rest of the year, it's either too hot or too cold or too many people are here. Um, So (laughs) selfishly, I love the fall. And then, yeah, I think also too, I hosted a fall reset over on my Instagram and for my community because I think we get excited by the end of the year and we get excited to set new goals. And I think in that we set a lot of really lofty goals and big goals that we actually never follow through with fruition because this holiday season is a magical time and we kind of forget what our lives what are the rest actually of the like. life is like. Right? It's so like we, true. Have, we have this like month where we're just like, ooh, holiday and magic and cheer and love and joy, which is important. Like we need that for our souls. We need that for our bodies. We need that for our mind. But I think it also kind of gives us this false sense of reality. And so I think doing a fall reset kind of really helps set you up and prepare you for actual goal setting and making plans into the new year. I think this is brilliant because now that I'm reflecting on what I'm doing, I'm making two brand new pies for Thanksgiving this Mm -hmm. year. And I signed up for a wreath making class like eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Why? Because it's the magical holiday season. I'm like, I'm going to be crafty. Mm -mm, You're right. You're right. Exactly. And we love (laughs) Right. What we, and we love that for the holidays. And again, for this like six weeks of cheer, but then outside of that, and I feel like that's when we set all of our goals in this like this six weeks of magic. And then outside of that, you're like, oh, well, I can't do any of this because yeah. my life is not normally like waking up at eight o'clock to make wreaths on a yes. Saturday. That's true. It is not. <laughs> Only I sleep in on a Saturday. Okay. This in the, along the same lines, but you know, slightly different. Are you a sunshine yeah. person or a snow person? I'm a sunshine person. Yeah. I'm a sunshine. I do like the snow though. I saw, but... Overall, if I had to pick one or the other, sunshine. Okay, as a super organized person, do you prefer notes by hand or taking notes online? Oh, you're coming for me. You really are coming. You're like, this is going to be so easy. And every single question, I'm like, oh, no. Um, Okay, when it comes down to it, notes by hand, I will always be a paper and pen person. I also think this has to go to your learning style, which is Mm -hmm. not the question that you asked me. But as someone who needs like multiple, what's the word that I want to use? Repetition. Yeah. So as someone who needs a lot of repetition, I think being able to think about something, say it, and then write it down as well really helps me to remember. But we do not discount our digital friends because I think the best types of planning is actually a mix of paper and digital because both of them enhance one another. But again, the question is if I, this or that. Yep. Paper. Okay. That's a very good point. I think there's been like a lot of studies about when you're from your brain to your hand, that that like really mm-hmm. helps lock something in. Although I really can't read my own handwriting. So, um, <laughs> but, but even if I write something down, I do remember it better. Even if I go back and I'm like, I don't know what that says. I right, don't know what right. I was thinking, but it's somehow deeply, deeply in there. So that's a very good point though about using both. All right. Finally, this is not a this or that, just a question. What is mm-hmm. your preferred organizational platform or tool? If you had to pick just one. If I had to pick just one notion, okay. <laughs> notion is an online, if you haven't heard about it, everyone downloads Notion. It's incredible. It's incredible. Oh, I'm going to have to share my screen with you and show it to you. Okay. But it is an <laughs> online platform that is essentially an editable PDF, but it's super collaborative. It's super, it's hard to explain, <laughs> but essentially imagine taking all different applications. So imagine taking Word, taking PowerPoint, taking Excel, taking Calendar, mm-hmm. taking all of those all and those putting things. it, 
Right. And putting them into one platform. So instead of being like, I have half my notes in a Google Drive and then my Google Calendar and then my Outlook Calendar, as all of us do, you have one platform that you can have it all together. And it's life-changing. And I use it. I planned my wedding in it. I plan every single vacation or family trip in it. I do my finances in it. I do my business in it. All of it. It's incredible. Okay. Basically, we're going to hang up this call now so I can go download Notion (laughs) and change my life. Okay. Maybe after. Lauren, you survived the this or that. Thank you very much for indulging. Barely. Barely survived it. You you did pretty well. You did pretty well. And so, okay. So you've got on your email signature, your title says planning expert and content creator. So the first thing I would love you to do is describe your job to someone like my mother who... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, mom. I know you're listening. My mom listens to all my podcasts, but like my, my mom's mom. gonna my mom's gonna listen to that and be like, I explain it to me. So how would you describe right. what you do, how you spend your time? How I spend my time, man, this is this is a big question. And I know every like business owner is supposed to have their 30 second pitch of what they do. And mine really changes on the day to day. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe not the best in terms of like brand awareness, but for me, I really like it. But all of that being said, I always say that I occupy two very distinct spaces. Number one is that I'm a full-time content creator. And I think there it's a little bit in the influencer realm. And but I do a lot more than just influencing. Mm-hmm. You know, I do a lot of creating content, thinking really through original ideas and what that looks like. Number one. Number two, I am very type A. And this is something that I used to get made fun of for a lot growing up. Like I was the person in college who someone would be like, let's get dinner. And I'd be like, okay, let me open up my physical planner <laughs> and what, let me look at my availability for the past two weeks. And people were like, you know, we were really just thinking about going to the dining hall tonight, you know? And I'm like, no, no, no. And I think there's, there are lots of levels to that. I have ADHD. I'm very dyslexic. And so I think this element of being able to be organized allowed me to process my day to day and to process. Yeah. To process my day to day, to be able to set goals. It was coping mechanisms and strategies that I have always had and that I have always implemented and that my family really, really championed. If you think I'm type A, meet my mother. She is beyond <laughs> what I am. And the, you know, who kind of taught me all these things. And I found out very early on that these skills that I found as second nature, these skills that I had cultivated, people were very interested in. Mm. And so I started sharing that online. And so I have been able to be very fortunate to blend two things that I love. One, which is social media, which is creating, which is getting to connect with people online. And two, being very type A and put that together. Um, And that in itself has kind of spawned multiple little businesses, all that I keep kind of under the umbrella of who I am, which my name is Lauren, but I go by Lore. And so I put all of that under Plan with Lore. Plan with Lore. Okay, so how did you find your way. I cannot imagine you were like taking a career (laughs) test in high school and this is what came back as your like ideal career. How did you find your way into this, these two, into both of your professions? (laughs) It's, it's funny. I mean, I think it's funny. It's one of those things where my whole entire life, this is not a great thing. My therapist says like, okay, you don't have to do this anymore, but I've always just said yes. Mm -hmm. And I just never said no, which again, like, very good on some things, very bad on a lot of other things. You know, um, I grew up wanting to be Aaron Andrews. I wanted to be a broadcaster. I love talking. Yes. I love being in front of a camera. Okay. You're you know, good like, at it. You're good at it. Yeah. My mom's like, stop. You're so vain. I'm like, eh, it is what it is. 
so I love all of those elements. So I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go to school for broadcasting. I'm going to be in broadcast journalism. Immediately got there. There was a massive math requirement. I've never passed a math class in my life. I'm like, okay, cool. Can't do that. So what can we do? Right. And that shifted. And I was like, cool. Communications. Love that. And that's really like where I went to school, like a little bit of marketing, a little bit of like speech writing. And, you know, there's a little bit of social media. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Love that. Awesome. But because I love planning, I really got into the event space. So I started my career in corporate event planning. Mm. And I think I worked for a company really great. Absolutely loved it. I tell everyone I had the most amazing job in the world, but then social media started to take off and I kind of had to pick between the two and made this switch. But before we get there, essentially, and this is when like my ADHD really kicked in is that I would be in my company. I would be at this job. I would do it awesome and everything would be great, but I get so bored. Right. And so I would stay there for about a a year, a year and a half. And then I'd be like, I'm bored. I want to move to a different sector. So from corporate events, I went to social media and again, Mm -hmm. was there, loved it, had the most amazing time, got really bored after about a year and a half. So I went from social media to recruiting again, loved it. All, All the cycle just continuously and continuously repeated itself. And so I needed something to fill my creativity. And that's when I created Playing With Laura on Instagram. I just threw it up on Instagram. I didn't tell anyone about it. I didn't market it. I didn't do all these things. But I was like, I can do this. We'll have fun. I started sharing tips and tricks of how to plan your day, tips and tricks of how to organize your life. Right. And that just kind of blew up. And then again, like I said, when it came down to it, there was no bad blood or anything. I had two jobs that I absolutely loved. I will say that the pandemic 100% played a part of it. I was able to dedicate so much time, effort, and energy during the pandemic to start to really build a social following. And I will also say that I worked really hard at it. And it came down to the fact that I always tell people I went from working 40 hours a week at my corporate job to about 80 to 100 hours (laughs) a week doing both of these jobs. Now, during the pandemic, that was fine. You know, I didn't leave my house. I didn't, I literally didn't leave my house. And so that was fine. I wasn't doing anything. It was easy for me to film YouTube videos and make Instagram and dance in reels and dance on TikTok, which I don't do the dancing thing anymore because again, anymore. we say yes to things. Okay. Yeah. Anymore, <laughs> anymore, anymore. And then again, it came down to a level where I just saw my life passing me by, you know, mm-hmm. when it came down to where I was so stressed out. Honestly, I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. from being so in two different worlds, you know, there was a lot of context switching of having to be in corporate America and then also then being online. And um, I just felt like my life was passing me by. I felt like I was not making decisions for myself, that all of these decisions were just being made for me. And that's when I really had to take a very hard look and say, again, I have two amazing jobs and I have to pick one um, because if not, I'm going to lose myself in the process. Yeah. That's when we went full-time playing with Lore. And did you, from the beginning, did you know that this was something that you could make an actual career and not just like a fun side hustle? Like, did you go into it saying like, this is going to be something that I monetize and that I grow? And did did you kind of have that intention and ambition when you started? So... I say every single answer in my life is yes and no. Mm -hmm. And so on the no end, I don't think anyone particularly or 
should go into social media being like, this is going to be my full-time job because there is a level, yes, of hard work and hustle, but there is also a level of luck and opportunity Mm -hmm. and things that go along with that. So when I went into it, no, honestly, I had just moved into a new city. My now husband and I were dating at the time. We moved to Boston. We didn't know a single soul there. And I created my online platform truly as a way to like make friends, you know, which my mom's like, stop talking to people on the internet. And I'm like, that's my job now. So (laughs) I have to deal with it. Yeah. I'm like, come on. But that's truly what it was, is I was looking for friends and I would, this Okay, if you want to know how type A I am, I would like take my planner out and I'd be like, okay, I saw on Instagram that a group is going to get together at a bookshop at 2 p.m. on Tuesday. So I would be like, okay, let me write that down in my planner. I love that. I love that. (laughs) And, but then again, pandemic kid and everything shut down. And then I was in Boston in a city that I knew nobody. It's freezing cold. There's no sunshine. Mm -hmm. All of these things, you know? So... No, I didn't go into it originally for okay. that. But number two, right about the time that I hit a thousand followers, I'd been posting consistently for about two to three months is when I realized that there is a lot of money in it. And I think, again, having come from a background where I understood marketing, where I understood social media, coming from a background where I had done this on a brand side beforehand, knew that there was a level there and that if like I stuck with it, that it could be successful. Did I think that I would quit my corporate job? Absolutely not. Okay. There was no there was no part of me that was like this is what I'm going to do and it was truly my husband who was like you need to quit something. Yeah. You need yeah. to pick something now. You're losing yourself. You're not your your same person. You're working a lot and I there was definitely so much imposter syndrome, you know? I think there was I mean, to be the most frank, I am first or my my father was is an immigrant. Mm-hmm. So I'm first generation here one of the first people in my family to like, you know, make it to this level. And so I think there was a part of me that's like my family worked so hard to come to the United States and to be in the United States to give me the opportunity and the privilege to be able to go to college to that I want to be in this corporate job and pave the way for other people, Totally, you know? And so there was a lot of imposter syndrome in, of me being there. And then on the other side, it's like, it's a massive privilege to be able to quit your corporate job and the securities that come with that to go ahead yeah, and... Yeah, yeah be on social media. And so I wrestled with that with a long time. But so I saw that there was a lot of opportunity in it. And I was like, I, again, I, I gave myself um, $100 and I gave myself a year. Okay. I was like, I'm going to spend $100 in investing in ring lights and tripods and things of that nature. And I'm going to give myself a year. And if I can do it for a year. And again, I was, my husband and I were like, we'll have to work out the finances and what that looks mm-hmm. like. But if you can do it for a year and you can find success in it, and be happy with it and we can make it work for our family, then That's we're going to continue to do it. How And how yeah. long How long have you been doing it now, full-time? Uh, since 2019. Okay. All right. So more than a year. <laughs> yeah. Now you yeah. have kind of this, especially with content creation, but you've got this niche in planning as well with weddings. <sighs> yes. And we <laughs> talked about this at dinner. And so yes. you got married not that long ago. So mm-hmm. how did this kind of niche come about and how did you really approach your own wedding? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. 
Yes. So uh, it's, I always say that I live very different lives for my ADHD brain. It's incredible because on Instagram, I'm a lot more like lifestyle in that world. On YouTube, we're talking planning, organization, DIY. And on TikTok, we're in bridal. And so I feel like I occupy these three very distinct areas in social media, which again, all the social media gurus will say that's very bad for brand (laughs) awareness. But I'm like, for my brain, it's very, very good. Uh And so I got engaged in um, June of 2021. Again, another type A thing for you. However, by the time I had gotten engaged, I'd already booked my venue prior to getting engaged, had booked my venue, hired my planner and had decided on all major details before (laughs) then. (laughs) So, but I was like, "Eh." that being said, my, like I said, my Instagram audience and my YouTube audience is very in lifestyle organization, planning those tips and tricks Mm -hmm. to help you in your life. And I was like, I don't want to bombard you with wedding planning, but... I want to talk about weddings. I also, very weird, in high school, worked at a bridal salon as a dress stylist. Very, very weird. And so I was like, I have a cool sense behind weddings. I just want to start talking about it. And that's where I started posting on TikTok. And And that's done its own thing and been a lot of fun. And I think it... You asked me that, how it helped me with my own wedding. Mm -hmm. I think it was really cool because I was able to find a community online. I think a lot of times wedding planning is a very isolating or can be a very isolating Mm -hmm. um, aspect. I think that there were a lot of elements of our wedding, creating a biracial family, you know, taking just two very different people from very different cultures and combining that. And I got to find a community that allowed people to talk about that and to share their experiences. And again, as we can see, I'm very, very type A. So I was like, here's how I'm creating my itinerary for the weekend. Here's this Canva template that you can use. Here's how I'm talking to my vendors. And so allowed people to tap into their own type A or want to be type A or just gave them a template that they could use to plan their own wedding. But the really kind of fun part that's come from that is uh, wedding content creation. Mm -hmm. And this is a newer side to plan with Laura. Kind of. So back at when I was at my corporate job, when I was in the event planning space, um, the idea of event content creation has been around for a long time. You know, think about people who, I mean, we did this at Alt Summit. Like we're live tweeting what's going on, right? You're taking pictures, you're grabbing a quote, you're tagging the person. The idea of event content creation has been around for a while. But again, as anyone who's planned an event or as you are, you know, about to go on a book tour and do all these amazing things... It's hard to be that person and do that in real time for yourself. But I think in today's social media, it's no longer enough to just be an incredible author. You have to be author and influencer and content creator and taking photos and videos that you can use for promo and all of those elements. And that's kind of where event content creation for me really started. So I started doing it for events and conferences and then just naturally as I entered the wedding space, was able to start doing it for weddings. And so now I also go to weddings and um, take behind the scene photos and videos and make cute little TikToks or just overall little videos of the day. And each of my clients is incredible and I love weddings and it keeps me tapped into that niche and gives me a lot of really fun things to talk about on TikTok. But yeah, I get to travel around it. I was fascinated by this. I was like following your stories on Instagram this weekend about the (laughs) wedding that you did. So I also love weddings. My next job after this, which people on this podcast have heard if they've listened, is going to be a wedding singer because I think the (gasps) idea of being with people in the happiest day of their life is like, what better job could you possibly It's life. I mean, the amount. I mean, I literally got off of a flight and then went to sleep and woke up and we are doing this podcast. 
but the energy is unmatched every single time. Like I get to go to weddings almost every single weekend and I just get to be with people on their best day ever. It's truly, it's such a privilege. It's it's a privilege. So tell me like, so for this wedding that you just did, talk me through the process Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like they find you, you find them. Then what happened? Really? Yeah. So they find me, most people find me through TikTok just because again, that's my largest bridal community is on TikTok. So they reach out. I have a couple different like standard packages as you know, everyone does, but truly most of the time we do something custom. And so then I am, I only take a limited amount of weddings each year because I want to be fully present with Mm. each of my people. And again, I get to tap into all the elements of what I love. So number one, we have content creator side, but number two, we have a type A person who also was a bride, (laughs) you know? So whenever I work with any of my clients, I create a custom template for them based on their vision for their wedding. So they can, most of the people probably have a planner or coordinator. I am not that. I do not want to be that. Mm -hmm. Looked into that. I, yeah, not not what I want to do. I got too many opinions and I don't want to deal with people's (laughs) opinions. You know, truly, that's what Uh it comes down to. Yep. And so, but I work with them on a custom template that they could use like and input their timeline and things like that. But we also figure out like, hey, let's talk for your day. Let's also figure out a lot of brides will tell me like, oh, I want to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, you don't have time to do that. Love mm-hmm. love that for you, but you don't have time to do that. Yeah. So let's really think about this. On a wedding day, I work typically anywhere between 12 to 18 hours. Really depends on what the wedding is and you know what the package is. But I'm there first thing in the morning okay. because I think, I mean, so like the value add, like what am I doing? What are you, why, why do people hire me? So when you do any sort of event, conference, wedding, whatever it is, you hire photo and video. You should, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to create these beautiful masterpieces for you. That's yeah. not what I'm doing. But those photos and videos can take, depending on your photographer, anywhere between two to 12 weeks um, to get that finished product, you know, to get that full gallery. And in weddings, it can be even longer Mm -hmm. just because weddings are its own beast. And so essentially what I'm doing is I'm live taking photos and videos of the whole entire day. And at the end of the night, I just send them all to you. And so so, are you you posting stuff like happening in real time? Yeah. All of it's happening in real time. And so, I mean, I'm taking photos and videos for me, like for you to have. Mm -hmm. And then again, depending on what package you choose, some people want me to take over their Instagram stories. So I'm posting in real time, you know, we're getting ready and here's what's happening. And it's fun because, you know, I had a bride, not the one from this weekend, but in the past being like, Hey, there's some family members who can't travel to Mm -hmm. be here with us today. And they really want to feel a part of the day. And she was like, I don't want to FaceTime them all day. So I want to be able to post all my stories so that they can be a part of it and that they can feel like they're here with us, even though, you know, given the circumstances, they're unable to be here. So we're doing that. And then also in real time, I am creating content. And so depending on what you're interested in, there are a lot of really fun TikTok trends that you can create. Most people, I don't do TikTok trends. I actually just kind of create compilation videos of Mm -hmm. your first look or your vows or your first kiss or your first dance, whatever that may be. And we're creating that in real time. We can post it in real time. But like for this wedding that I did this past weekend, I posted, I took over her Instagram stories. I posted two times in feed for Instagram, three times in feed for her TikTok, and then created, drafted with captions, hashtags, all of that. Oh my God. Nine TikToks. 
that she can just post at her leisure. And then I have, um, so that all happened day of. So you walk away with all of that. And then within 48 hours after the event, I will go through because I took over 3000 photos and videos oh my of God. the wedding day. So I will go through and edit that all down, but then I'll go ahead and send her a, via link, a drive with all the photos and all the videos of everything that she has. And then she can use it however she wants. For Okay, one, I absolutely need a content creator for my book tour. Like, this has to happen. Uh, hey, let, let's talk when you're in New York. Let's okay? talk. Two, <laughs> I just, I guess I had sort of thought, like, who would do this? Okay, maybe people with a big following. But actually, right. I can think of half a dozen events off the top of my head because I live overseas and I can't make right. it back to the U.S. for everything. Like, how nice would it have been to be able yeah. to have somebody do this for, like, big events that I couldn't be a part of. I would love yeah. to be able to watch along. Like, and it's, a good idea. it's I, I will actually say most of my clients are not influencers. They're not content creators. They're just people who want to share their day. You know, I think that in the wedding from this weekend, again, there was just some people who were unable to make it. And I was able to send them in real time photos and videos of the day, you know, so, so nice. And so it's just, it's just, a, it's a little bit of a different ad and it's not just weddings. Like I will say my, most of my clients are wedding mm-hmm. because as anyone who's a business owner knows, you kind of have to have put out niche. a niche for mm-hmm, yourself. Mm-hmm. And so my niche is definitely weddings, but I shoot events all the time. You know, I go, I was just at, um, so Alt Summit was at Pier 61 this year yeah. in New York. And someone saw that I was at Alt Summit and had a conference there the next weekend. And I shot their conference and I did the same thing. So we're taking over Instagram. We're making TikToks. We're making reels because as we all said, like, no longer is it just enough to be a business owner. You yeah. got to do all you of these different all. things. And I've done events for just business owners. Um, you know, I've gone with business owners to photo shoots and taken behind the scenes photos and videos of their photo shoots so that they have all this B-roll that they can use to create content to promote their other elements of their business. It's so smart. And I do feel like people, I don't want to generalize to people my age, but like certainly... There is like a hesitation. I certainly always feel it of like putting something out there quickly. Like I'm a I'm a right. I'm a writer. I wrote a whole book and like I've thought right. about every word in that book like seven thousand times. Exactly. So sometimes I get really stressed when I have to like make something very quickly on social media. I'm like, ah, am I saying this right? Am I doing this <laughs> video right? Do I have enough makeup on? And like you've got this really authentic persona. I mean, like I watch. I only have Instagram. I don't. TikTok, <laughs> but like, I watch like a I video of you, against you taking your makeup off. This is like a thing people do. Like they'll just like yeah. take their makeup off or put their makeup on. This kind of blows my mind. Yeah, it's so it's funny. It so does. at Alt Summit, my my roundtable discussion and kind of my philosophy on life is um, documentation versus content creation. Mm. And this is going to sound silly coming from. I literally call myself a content creator, and I'm like, eh, we don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there are a couple of reasons. So I think number one, as content creators or just individuals, business owners, there are too many things that we're doing, mm-hmm. right? Like there's never enough time in the day and there are too many things that we're doing. And to the point that you just said, if you feel like you have to put on your makeup, if you feel like you have to show up and you have to figure out exactly what to say and what that looks like, you are going to overthink the process and either one, not do it, or two, become severely burned out from doing it because Every single day, you're going to yep. have to get dressed up and do your hair and do your makeup and find the right shirt and find all of these things. So here's what I figured out is that if you can't tell, I got a lot of things that I do. I got a lot of things on my mind a million times. I don't have time to create my own content. Mm. I will, however, create your content. In a heartbeat, <laughs> you know, but I do not have time to create my own content. And that's a weird thing if you're a content creator right. and what you're supposed to be doing is 
creating content. So I started just documenting my life, right? The things that I think are so boring and so regular, you know, things like making a cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. things like taking off my makeup, things like putting on my makeup, things like walking my dog. I just started taking photos and videos of that in the moment with no idea or agenda of what they're going to be used for. So that when I sit down to think about my content, then I say, oh, I have all of of these things, right? So I have this reel, right? Or these, all these video clips of me making my coffee, right? I do that every morning. You're not ever going to see my face pre-coffee, but like (laughs) I have video of me making this coffee. I can then turn that just by adding text on top of it to say, here are my three goals for the month of November, or here are my five goals for the new year, you know? Oh my God, this is so smart, but you've like got the video already. You've got the photo. Right, because we already have the video and we don't have to use it in real time, right? Like, I think there's also this level of like, especially as someone who occupies like a a level of like the lifestyle space, like Mm -hmm. my husband and I just decorated our Christmas tree last night. I didn't want to be live vlogging that, right? Right. Because that's a memory for us. That's something Mm -hmm. that we wanted to do. Yeah. So I just set my phone up on a tripod and just let it be. And him and I got to do our full, we got to decorate our tree and laugh and drink spike cider and do all of these things. So I have a video of that if I choose to ever share it later down the line. Maybe I want to include it in something, but it still allowed me to be very, very present right. in the moment instead of being like, hold on, hold on, stop here, take this picture. Oh, grab this ornament, do this, you know? And again, I I love, I think there are so many levels to this, but I think number one, it makes it easier for you as a creator. You just have a fast resource of what you have. And also number two, it shows you're human, you know, nobody looks perfect 24 seven. And it's always so funny because everyone knows that like the content you work the least on always does the best because it shows you being a normal human. And I, it's always so funny because anytime I post like a reel or a piece of content or a photo of like me behind my computer or me with my big headphones on, they're like, Oh, you work? Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't just (laughs) run around New York all day. Like, I'm like, that's not my life. You know, like that's an element. Yeah, I get to do fun things in New York, but like 90% of my days I'm in my sweats behind the computer. I've learned so much. (laughs) I I feel like you've kind of blown my mind a little bit. This has been- That's what I'm here to do. Incredible. What, uh, I always like to finish up with like, what practical tips would you offer somebody who is thinking about turning what they do with content, with whatever it might be, into an actual profession? What would you advise them to do? My biggest tip for everyone always is create an LLC. That's like not like, but just really That's protect great yourself mm-hmm. and protect your, your business no matter what you're doing. Even if you just have an idea about something, being able to, to have that LLC to kind of protect yourself, I think is most incredible. I think number two is not being afraid. Like 90% of the things that I've talked about here on this podcast, like, there's no rule book to it. There's Mm no, you know, when you're at a corporate job, it's like, okay, you come in as an associate and then you're a junior associate and then you're a senior associate. Then you hit manager. Then you're, you know, like there's this very defined hierarchy. And I think, again, as someone who likes rules and structures and organization, like that does not exist. Like if you're not in a corporate company. And so I think really not being afraid to try out new things. And if you need to carve out your own niche, do it. I've done it every single time and it's weird and it's funky. And sometimes it, is hard to be able to explain to people, but you know, I have the most unconventional job in the world and I love it every single day. And so I definitely would say, um, don't be afraid to carve out your own niche. Don't be afraid to, to do something that hasn't been done before. If you think it's a good idea, it probably is a good idea. 
So that would be number two. And I think number three, and this is what I share with everyone is share your journey, share your process, be very, you don't have to be very vulnerable, but I would say be very vulnerable Mm -hmm. in um, what that looks like. I always think that our greatest superpowers are being able to share our journeys and to share a process because I think it's very easy to say, hey, look at all the success that I have in the business. But, um, you know, you don't always get to see um, and again, my favorite kind of content to post is like, hey, here's me up at two o'clock in the morning because I got to <laughs> learn New York state tax law to understand if this is feasible or not feasible. Right. And again, I think whether it's a business, whether it's a service, whether it's a product, people want to see the behind the scenes. They want to know you beyond what you're just offering. Um, and so I think your journey and your story is one of the most powerful things that you have. Obsessed, 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 <laughs> even more obsessed than when we had dinner together. At Plan With Lore on all the various channels. I mean, this really has blown my mind. Like, I feel like I need to think about content in a whole new way. And once we hang up this call, we're going to talk about book tour. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Um, This is so fun. This is so fun. Thanks so much for listening to Quit Your Day Job. We are a Zibby Audio production, and we want to send a huge thanks to Zibby Owens, Chelsea Grogan, and the team at Texture Sound for their support. Don't forget to pre-order my What If Year, sign up for my mailing list on aliciafmiranda.com, and find me on Instagram, at aliciafmiranda. It's the best place to find news about my wild upcoming book tour, future podcasts, and of course, memes about Gilmore Girls and coffee. And if you decide to quit your day job, please share that too. Thank you.